0: I'm your host, Rebecca Hunt. I'll be bringing you stories from everyday runners, experts, and uh, not any race recaps for a while, but hopefully we've got some events on the horizon. Today we have Strava Group, the Mid-Pack Cartel, which, given that this podcast has tales from the Mid-Pack, I just obviously had to have a chat to. The founding members are Adam, Wishy, Matt, and Stu, and today we have Stu, Matt, and Adam with us. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Now really the reason I asked you guys on the podcast is because of your the cool name of your group. <laughs> but also to find out more about the mid-pack cartel philosophy uh, and what it is you get up to. But before we do that, just uh help the listeners get to know you a bit. What do you guys do when you are not running? I'll
1: start Matt. So um, I'm an engineer, so a mechanical engineer, so I'm uh uh, manager of a group of engineers who um, look after cooking appliances, so Westinghouse Electrolytes cooking appliances, and run cost reduction and quality improvement projects.
2: That's me the sure. yep. okay, I'll just continue the exciting career paths that we've taken. <laughs> I'm in software development, so I um, develop a lot of um, environmental software for large mining companies uh, in particular. So keeps me pretty busy yep. um, and uh, about to go on a slightly different career path with my job and looking at the innovation and design, so that's going to be pretty good fun.
3: Mm. And I'm Adam and I'm a teacher and a Year 7 teacher of um, adolescent children, which is a lot of fun. And a bit like Stu, I'm on a bit of a different career path looking at innovation in education and working on a few different developments at the moment with different universities.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, I should add, obviously, it sounds a bit different to the normal podcast. We are in a pub. We've got the beers. Uh, we've got... Do we go do the rounds?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was one kilo of hot wings. It's probably at 900 grams now. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit slower than normal, too, yeah, by the yeah. way. That's yeah. a poor effort. I'm trying to be uh, polite
2: chowing down some fish and chips very nice and we've just had our first um what was it Giza pleaser very nice beer Ah, and
1: And the chicken soup
0: yeah i got a smoothie with gravy Mm -hmm. all of you have kids how do you go balancing all the running that you do with kid life
1: well it's it's a lot different now i mean early days with um when they were younger was uh, obviously Tagging with the, with the wife. Um, she'll go out and then I'll stay home, or well, I'll go out and she'll stay home. But now they're sort of near 16, 14, and 10, so they can tend to look after themselves for the hour or so we want to get out. So, especially if the older ones are home, then, then I'm okay to go. So, yeah, um,
2: <clears throat> Similar, um, all three of us have, have all have daughters, so I know something in the water or. So something that naturally uh, brought us to each other, but um, it's been pretty good. Mine are 18 and 16, so oh. makes it a lot easier. But along the journey, I think, I think my wife knows it keeps me sane. She's just quite happy to push me out the door and let me run. So you get that?
0: Uh, I think you need to run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's like had okay. a living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you're running tonight or I'm assuming you're running this weekend. Yeah, sure am. side. So. Um, seems to like me at the house
3: too, so I don't know what to read into that, but, you know. And my daughters are 18, 15, and pretty much the same. They're able to be self-sufficient, a lot of homework, and uh, a lot of running between work and stress relief, and, yeah.
0: Awesome. Now, how long have you guys been running? I started doing a bit of researching today, and I think it goes
1: back quite a few years. And, and what got you into running in the first place? Well, I was, uh, I reckon it was, I was, trying to, I was think, trying to think of the year today, actually. I think it's 2012. Mm-hmm. I was at, uh, my work would do physicals every year. so where they, they weigh you, do your blood pressure and so on. And for the first time in my life, I topped 100 kilos. So, like 101 kilos. And they print it out and they give you a printout. And that was my turning point. Yeah, that but, was scary. I uh, thought, that's it, I can't do that anymore. And coincidentally, the same day, they sent out an email looking for runners to do Corporate Cup. Oh,
4: yeah.
1: Um, and they sponsored. So without thinking, I just replied instantly and said, I'm in. Yep. And then the next day, they sent out another email saying, we need runners for City Bay. Same thing, without thinking, I said, I'm in. in. And that was it. So I had no choice. I yep. entered two events. So it's either I die on those events or I start training.
0: Yeah, what was your training window for City to Bay?
1: City Bay was six weeks. Uh,
0: zero to 12, zero, weeks. Zero, wow.
1: and it was an hour 20, City Bay, so it was, it was a slow slog um, what I got through. Yep. But,
4: well done. but
1: Corporate Cup, I, I loved it. It's what really fired me up on running because Corporate Cup's all about improvement. You get points, I don't know if you've done Corporate Cup before, but you get points for improved times. Yep. So every week I went out, being a first time runner, I naturally improved every week. Yep. So I was getting these huge points coming, in and I really got the bunch. So that was my, that was effectively my beginning. Yeah. It's a good, it's
2: a good origin story. But I'll see you hundred kilos <laughs> and raise you another 15. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my turning point I guess was um, just turned 30, uh, had second daughter. I think there's a photo of me with both of them on my lap back in mum and dad's house in Port Ferry. It looked like I'd eaten a third child, so I thought, I was, I was pretty unhealthy, and I thought I'd better, um, better do something about it. Um, started with a dietitian and started doing some exercise. I think it took me probably six months before I could actually run like a 5K, so it took a long time. Um, There's a fair, fair few forces going through your body when you're that heavy. Yeah,
0: but it sounds like you did it properly, so a lot of people start that and then just hurt themselves and yeah. give yeah. up.
2: Oh, the, the, the best thing I ever read was check your ego at the door, and you just, yeah. all, all I did was I'll, I'll go for a walk for 20 minutes out, 20 minutes back, and we actually went for a run before tonight as well, before our meal, because that's the proper way we do it, mm. it's pretty much the same sort of thing, that took me back 20 minutes out, 20 minutes back, mm. and so after a while I'd go, look I'd run to this light post, this light post, and I think that's where you, you hear a lot of people just go, look I'm just going to head out the door and just bang I'm running. Yeah. and it's not sustainable so I started doing that near our place is the, the Linton Trails oh, and, our, and, and Randall Park
4: yep.
2: and I was walking past Randall Park once and I thought oh I wonder what the trails are like so I went in there and, and I think a little, little bit after that Adam then introduced me to places like Bel Air and a few other places and then my love for trails and I'm, I'm a bit of a, a, a tech head as well so I like maps and stuff so yeah. I just love to be out there designing new ways to, to get around these places and yes yeah, so that's that's where it all started for me
3: awesome. wow. um, my journeys probably a lot longer than these guys I've been running since I was about 13 years of age wow. um, and used to run in a school competition that was called the Oak Bank to Morialta 100 kilometer relay race yep and we would do a 20 kilometre leg each. So at around about 14 years of age, I'd be able to run 20 kilometres in one day, but you do five kilometre legs. So that's how I got into that, and pretty much did that through high school. Used to train with a a marathon runner who was sponsored. Uh, His name is Bradley Reynolds. And he was a sub3-hour marathon runner at the age of nine mm-hmm. and so there was certainly a lot of running pedigree where I was growing up and entered the city to bay around about 15 years of age and uh, did that in about 47 minutes and could dip it in my first one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's on the edge of the mid-pack by the way <laughs> so, I do remember I don't remember because you yeah. like him so much <laughs> um, so it, it was always in my in my blood um, but it sort of was taken out when you get married and you end up living a different life and you do put on weight and uh, you, you suddenly realise that there was a part of you that was missing and you end up through a variety of different reasons, you come back to that um, actual original part of who you are. And I, I suppose, probably, that part for myself and Stu, how we got into trail running was um, back in 2007, I was diagnosed with non Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage four, and nearly died. And I was in intensive care through having acute liver failure. and Um, Part of my rehab was to actually run 50 kilometres, which was quite a big achievement because at that time I couldn't actually walk across the road. So setting small goals and having friends on board and Stuart and I, we raised some money for a cancer centre and spent a lot of time actually outside running on the trails, learning a lot about each other and, you know, food and how we should tackle this new thing called trail running. And so, yeah, we entered the Oxford 100, but we did the 50 kilometre. And, um, yeah, it took us over nine hours. It took us over (laughs) nine hours, and it's partly because it taught us a a number of lessons um, along the way. At around about 36 kilometres. <laughs> I, I always learn these the hard way, though. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And, and that br-
0: makes sure they stick in your head.
3: Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. I remember those. <laughs> At 36 kilometres, I think we were saying, <laughs> uh, Stu, I think you need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, Why is the car moving? It's not moving. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gone. So, in the know. end, uh, we've been pretty much running since I have been running pretty consistently since 2007 um, and cycling in the off seasons and so forth but uh, yeah generally nothing pushing anything too hard just out there for the enjoyment of the trails and um, I'm an avid bushwalker as well so enjoy just being out in nature um, and having time in my own head
0: sounds like we all use it to clear our heads a bit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot. Now the description of the mid-pack cartel mentions beers and burgers. <laughs> uh, beers get a lot of mentions actually looking through it. <laughs> and it's mentioned in the same sentence as bonding camaraderie. So how important are beers and burgers to the mid-pack cartel?
2: And, and a
1: kilo of wings. as <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Demolishing that clone, it's a pretty impressive effort. To be honest, we probably don't do the, the beer and burgers enough. Um, you know, probably every now, well, maybe once every month or so we tend to do it. Blair gets a good run. Um, but otherwise, a lot of beers after the runs, especially during summer. Um, we'll get back to the car park and you hear a, hear a subtle little clink of a bottle. Yep. And it'll be Stuart Adam or someone else will go, oh, you didn't. And beers will pop up and away we'll go. So, no, Another one of our uh,
2: non-founding members is John. So John's had a bit of a hiatus with the whole... Locked down. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. he's been back out in the trails with me last week. And so I rewarded him and I a third run for the week with a, <laughs> that little clank. Yep. The funny thing was, as I said, do you want a beer? He goes, oh, only if you got a spare one. Yeah. So I said, what sort of arse I want yeah. to be? I can bring one beer out. <laughs> I was like, what do you think of me, mate? Yeah. So there is always the surprise beer that comes out for sure. So, yeah. But I think it's... Um, yeah, there's a lot of people in you know the trail running community and yep. you know you sort of know each other through the running but not too well but we know each other so well outside of running and so you know we <clears throat> tend to and it's just something we love doing on the runs it's yeah. amazing sometimes we can go from be out there for a three-hour run and then still have a barbecue after and still find yeah. things people just how, how do you know what to talk about <laughs> you know, those like it's, I don't know, you know each other so well, so it's just... Do you get that a
0: lot? Because I get that a lot. What do you talk about and what do you think about is a common
2: question when I hear about the length of your runs. (laughs) Yeah. Depends. (laughs) stages, right? So pretty chatty early, (laughs) less chatty in the middle, and let's let's just get this shit done. I think we had one of those runs the other week. I think you might have said, "I don't." it's been pretty
1: quiet. (laughs) I hadn't spoken a word for an hour, I reckon. At least an hour.
0: wow. Yep. In the pancake. <laughs> Absolutely, the pancake.
1: Yeah. I think the weather.
2: It was my fault again for commenting on the weather mid run. Mm. Going, you know, I know it's been cold, but it's been pretty nice. And then the wind came in, the rain came in, and the misery just started. So
1: yeah, it was Oops. good fun. It always is. The irony is, Stu actually got me into trial running over a beer. Ah. We met through mutual friends, um, yeah. through a- our wives. A- that's generous. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm. <laughs> might have been one or two or ten. And I was a roadrunner back then. Yeah. Solely a roadrunner. Come
0: to the dark side.
1: And she said, I run, but I run trails. I said, Oh, I haven't ever done that before. Sounds interesting. And where do you run? And he goes, Oh, Belair, blah blah blah. Shepherds Hill and I grew up around Shepherd's Hill. I went, oh, that sounds like a great place to run. And he goes, alright, Wednesday night, bring your sneakers, 7k run, I'll introduce you to it. Mm-hmm. Best seven k of my life. Switched instantly. Oh, like absolutely converted from that moment on. Still yeah. did a little bit of road, but so this is like the ultimate pyramid scheme. So <laughs> Adam,
2: Adam introduced me to the trails. I introduced Matt to the trails. So yeah. and we've introduced a, a
3: number of people throughout the years. Yeah. Yeah. Spreading the word. Yeah. And now it's um, it's certainly one of the most popular sports at our yeah. Oh, my workplace.
4: Exploding.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So. But I think probably the big thing for, um, and speaking from a male perspective, that males don't generally talk to each other, um, they don't talk about life and debrief and so forth, and trail running is one of the great opportunities to actually do that, where you can actually look Forward, you don't have to look at somebody in the face. No, you don't. And you and can actually. You
0: were there, for a, really long time. there yeah. for a
3: really long time. There's no hiding, and and so you know at each stage through a run or through an ultra or through a, a race, you know we all suffer <laughs> at different levels, and yeah. ultimately we can see that and help each other through that, and that in itself causes a greater bond or mateship, yeah. and. You know, if we look at it, running is the vehicle that we use to generate a stronger bond, and that's, you know, got to be a bonus.
0: And depending on how your event goes, it can really strip you down to your yeah. your base, who you are. Who you are, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and you can't hide it in those moments. No. no.
1: <laughs> we Stu and I find training runs very cathartic just to release you'd send a message like can't wait for the run got lots to talk about you know it's just things like that Work life, whatever yeah. just to get it out there so you don't get it out in areas where you shouldn't yeah. it's very effective that way I yeah. Yeah.
0: the description of the cartel also says if you're anywhere near the podium uh, the club probably isn't for you <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, a running club for those of us that aren't too fast aren't too slow and some would say just right very Goldie box. so what do you what's just right
2: Books. Well, look, I, I, um, and it's funny how you, you follow a lot of people on Facebook and, and the like, and they're all elites, and there's a lot of stuff that's written about that and, um, and the like, um, and this is what actually, we've seen as soon uh, as, and, you know, when we discovered your podcast is when Barry talked oh, yes, about yes. it, and, and funny story is Barry, by the way, and like I said, often we don't do a lot of races, so... But you know how you sort of see people's name pop up on Facebook a lot, yeah. right? So often people don't know we exist but don't know who we are. And we almost like it that way. And so for a long time Barry couldn't quite tell us apart because we're both tall, bigger runners. And so poor Barry would often, and there was a run where Matt went to a, one of the um, Kathmandu Solomon runs and I wasn't there because we're actually often not often apart at these runs either and thought I was me it thought yep. Matt was me so the whole run was like Stu can do this and so it gets a bit awkward to Barry but um, but when he mentioned that about the mid tails from the mid pack it's like yeah, that's great because that resonates with 80% the mid pack so I'm sure statistically it's not 80% but you know what I mean yeah um, that it does
0: you know resonate. you're
1: not going to win you know you're not <coughs> yeah. going to come last no you're just in that area where you just got to finish yep. Yep. yeah
0: yeah but you know you're not completely injured or completely unfit. Yeah, you yeah. can actually feel be proud of what you've yep. been able to do. Yeah. And yet there's no pride, no ego.
2: No. Yeah. that's That's the that's the real beauty of it. And I guess because um, Adam has done a lot of riding as well. And he sort of says that's the same with sort of the mountain bike versus the road racing, where it's the same with the road runners versus the trail runners. Um, there's a different psyche and there's a different way that it's a very much a community thing. I think that's why we like doing that sort of sport together because that's all sort of how we're built yep. and we, we do like the community as well mm-hmm. um, and it's just that way to connect and get out there it's just it's yeah. awesome yeah. makes most, most you super grumpy when you're injured yeah.
0: <laughs> so what do you think your running would lose if you were focused on getting faster
1: I think for me I, would, I don't think I'd be running as much because I'll get injured yep. I reckon but i I have gone through periods where I was running a you 50-minute know, City Bay, an hour 35, half marathon. I was getting really quick, but then that turned pretty quick when I got basically both my knees got injured. One was tendonitis, one was a torn cartilage. So surgery helped with that and slowed me right back down again, yep. <laughs> which, which has brought me back to the level I probably should be at my age, height, weight, all those things to slow you down. So for me, I think it would probably be counterintuitive if I went faster. Yeah. I don't think it's something I could maintain at all. I think it'd almost feel too much
2: like hard work or too much like training. Um, for mine, and I think the other guys are the same. We don't have too much of a plan when it comes to that. We often run by feel, and I like. And sure, we do analyze it a bit, and we work out the kilometers and that sort of stuff. But apart from that, it's um, it's a bit by feel. But you know. Having said that, there's nothing like bombing down Queens Duke in in Bel Air, flat chat, and it's just the best feeling, it's it's flying, and I think there's sometimes, and and you do like the grind, and you do like the trails, but sometimes when you get that ultimate feeling and you're just letting it all loose, it's sensational.
0: Yeah, I've got um, Sticks and Stones and Sturt Gorge for me, that get that exact same feeling. Yeah, Yeah.
3: absolutely,
2: it's
0: brilliant.
3: My take on it is um, to, and every runner has a moment, I think, when they are running, they refer to it as, well, I refer to it as zen running. Um, Zen running in the sense of it almost feels effortless, Mm -hmm. um, but you're running quickly and you can feel that you're moving through this space and it's effortless, but it's quick at the same time and that is uh, every runner gets a moment like that and sometimes you you might feel it for 20 seconds you might feel it for one minute you might feel it for two minutes but it's that that keeps me going, wanting to run a little bit quicker a little bit more uh, focusing, trying to get that zen running um, to the point where you feel like it's one of the most primal activities we can actually do and, and actually just run but
0: so chase that moment with just regular training rather than I'm going to be fast and I'm
3: going yeah, to find
0: that it just comes to you from yeah,
3: the work that you do that's right and it's not yeah. from counting numbers and. but I reckon uh, you can pick
2: small pockets of trail Oh, that have it absolutely and, and there's one that uh, so I reckon there's there's two in particular. There's one in um, in Randall Park on the other side. It was a little rise, and you come down. And it just does this like it just is like this nice sort of flow. I reckon it's about thirty meters long. Yeah. And there's another one I reckon in um, in Shep's. It's the same. Mm-hmm. When you bomb down from up the top, and you know it's coming, and you know every time you get it, there's just something about the the, the angle
3: of it the actual surface itself when you hit this spot and it's just like wow well, it's like a, there's there's three a spot. three spots in the layer for me that run like that and that's alongside the lake through the part we were going to run tonight <laughs> yeah. um sorry that was, that was yeah. unlike me <laughs> yeah. when you were saying that i was thinking of
0: that spot yeah yeah well yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah.
3: that in uh, for me in a lot of ways is one of the those moments where you could be anywhere in the world um and you know running to one of those mindfulness tasks like you absolutely have to be present in that moment because if you're not
4: you Actually, get Root's tripped up you
3: face that's <laughs> and so uh, and it is one of those you know it's quite philosophical about it but in the end it's probably the thing that I chase and there are moments like I said it might last for 30 seconds it might last for,
1: for a yeah. minute
0: I'm just taking a photo of the demolished wings. There we go, one kilo done. There's at least half
1: a kilo of bones in there, I promise yeah. you. Yeah. I, promise you. <laughs> I think
0: we found our photo for the podcast. <laughs> um,
1: but in, in, to sort yeah, of counteract gone. what I was saying, I religiously had one road run a week where I'd go reasonably quick.
4: Yeah.
1: And I, I think that ultimately did help my running because yeah. it gave a different. It's almost, we don't tend to do a lot of variations in the run, it might be a hillier one it might be a flatter one, but the pace doesn't seem to vary too much, mm. so I found that one road run a week at, you know, four something pace seemed to really help me um, with my trail running okay. they sort of helped each other yeah. Yeah. But we, we do have some, uh, some routes through Bel where
2: we've got one called the Gut Run and the other one's called the Red Liner so mm-hmm. they're ones that are relatively flat mm. uh, Branhill Creek's good for that 4K up, 4K back, slight climb up, smash at home. So you can find ones that are lend itself to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: It is good fun. Probably should do more of that stuff. Yeah.
0: I found a, a, an image online, one of those ones that has like a saying over it. Um, I can't actually remember where I found it, like I'm on one of your Facebook page or on the Strava or whatever, but it says, um, race day is sacred. We believe in competition and the meritocracy of racing. Not because winning and losing are particularly important, but because competition sends us on an innately human journey. The profound physical and mental demands of training and racing lead to a richer and more sensitive and thrilling life. They make us better human beings. Um, so I know that you guys have been in quite a few events. And what do you get out of participating in events? And how does that affect your, your running and your training? And what do you, yeah, what do you gain from them?
1: Are we, I find an event helps me train. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I train without an event, I find it hard to get motivated. Um, but the event itself, the, the thing that I love most about it, I think it's similar to most of the guys, is all the people you speak to. And in this mid-pack, we call it, there's tons of people you can speak to. Because you're either passing someone slightly faster or they're passing you slightly faster. And you, and you have a challenge. You go. You might run a kilometer with them. You might run five. You might over the whole day run the whole event with them. We've had people like that where you're literally passing to and from the whole fifty-six k or whatever it is. So I get I get a lot from that. The actual doing the race itself, that finish line feeling, I love as well. And it's you get to the end, you get the rush. Um, we debrief. We debrief the days. We go to the pub. We celebrate. We do the whole whole really? lot but then it's, then it's the come down afterwards. It's the, I don't, know what it, I don't even know what you call it. It's but blues, it's, yeah, it's three a week, blues. <laughs> a week after, it's like, now what?
0: Mm. Apparently it's, it's really normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: it's all worth it, all worth yeah. it. <laughs> Some are a bit different, and um,
2: and you'll be able to tell that if you walk into our houses. So you'll struggle to ever find any one of my medals for finishing a race. I'm, I'm gonna tuck them in the drawer, that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: And yours are hanging on. Yeah, I got them up. Get them everywhere. Uh, Up on a hook on the
0: wall. Yeah, on the rack
2: by the front Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I'm a sort of classic. Yeah, did it. Put it in the thing. Yep. Um, like I mentioned but earlier, like I would, uh, we don't. Even though we've done, I don't know, maybe eight or nine ultras, and but uh, well, my first race ever when I started running was the old Pioneer um, um, Women's Trail, 25k. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: And then my second race ever was um, the 50k I did with Adam. So I didn't even go through a 5K or anything Jack, like that. Wow. I just went straight oh. for it. Yeah. But maybe I'll do one or two a year. Yeah. That's about it. Because I just, once again, it's a of, it's a part of me being a tight-ass Dutchman also is that <laughs> I don't want to pay for a, to something where I could just run anyway.
4: Yeah.
2: I think the ultras are great because the logistics of it are very difficult and the fact you can set yourself that big challenge and that sort of thing. Because yeah. so, I, I really love getting into single track. And often a lot of the big events don't get into that because it's too logistically hard to do it. So part of me is like, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd like to do that, but I might do my own the day before and I'll do this part and that part and that sort of stuff as well. So maybe just a bit of a trail snob or something like that. But I'm with Matt though, there is that, having said all that, once you're in the race, suddenly yeah. something clicks in yeah, it's a different feeling it, it is. is different yeah oh. suddenly you're like oh yeah. yeah and then you see someone who and you always have your nemesis in a race right <laughs> yes
4: there's
2: yeah. always somebody yeah. who you're yo-yoing the whole way yeah. and you might not even say a word to each other the whole day god damn it I'm taking you down at the
0: end of an event I've gone up and thanked someone <laughs> for their motivation and I was yeah. what? I had to explain like I've been chasing your bike shorts yeah. all day <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: so it's oh, a uh,
3: so yeah, yeah it does definitely get the things going yeah mm-hmm. for sure it's good. I I think I'm probably more internally competitive. Like I will set targets for myself. When I was thinking about it after you guys were talking, I was like, yeah, I don't count numbers, but I do. Yeah, <laughs> I I know yeah. roughly within three minutes of what time I'm going to finish. Um, You know, if I fall out of that three-minute period, I'm disappointed with myself. Uh, There's, you know... And generally, I can sort of work with that. And, you know, it's not just... um, I I think it's just having the challenge.
4: Mm. It's the
3: challenge... um, But at the same time, some of my best running moments... I had a running moment at the start of this year. I ran from uh, Mount Hotham to Fool's Creek. And... It's a non non race event. I finished a, th- a three day bush walk. I was had to go back and collect my car, so I pulled the short straw, and <laughs> you offered to fly. <laughs> you only had short straws in the <laughs> <so you didn't laughs> hand. Short straws in the hand. <laughs> and uh, knowing that you know, I'd already just passed this uh, location. It took me three days to walk. Um, you can't carry that much water you had to fill up in streams you're isolated weather's coming in you've got to do it within a certain time period because you know you don't want to get caught out on a plateau and so going through those logistics that I found was probably the one of the most satisfying running moments I've and then ever executing. had and then actually executing yeah. and then getting up at five o'clock in the morning because you know that it's going to be hot at certain times you've got certain checkpoints you've got to get to and uh you know because if you know if you break an ankle out there it's a helicopter ride home and so I had this moment when I was coming out of this um saddle and it's a big climb out and I remember the you know previous days climbing into the saddle thinking I'm gonna to have to run out of this thing and I came out onto the top of this plateau in the Victorian Alpine area just myself and around about 7 o'clock in the morning and I was surrounded by these wild horses and it was just me and the horses that was it it was like you know, take some photos and just be in that moment and I continued obviously running on after about 10 minutes of watching the horses but For me to actually then know that I had to get back to the car at a certain time and so forth, it still had that competitiveness in me. But there was nobody else around,
4: Um,
3: and for me, that's probably today one of the most richest experiences I've ever had running. Um, We dreamt about. I've done part of uh, running up to Major Mitchell's Plateau in Grampians, and that was by myself but knowing that you're in we an isolated... We keep talking about it. Yeah, we <laughs> want to do, yeah, do it in five or six hours where yeah. we can do a three-day walk in, in that period. But, yeah, so there's... Um, I look at it now and I'm probably lean towards those epic, non-competitive, yeah. but competitive... <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's
0: funny, my next question was about... Like, you've answered this one already, like, what's your most epic experience and that was after seeing your Facebook profile shot of all your bibs all together. Uh, Oh yeah. You were telling how many kilometres that represents and how all the stories behind that. And so what's your most epic adventures? Probably
1: oh for a couple of different reasons. from from a personal point of view my my first event was Uribella. First Ultra was Uribella and did it in eight hours one minute I think it was and then the next year we went back and did it again and the training block was so much better but that that year was just horrendous weather it was 30 plus degrees 100 kilometer hour northerlies suit dropped unfortunately at 33 k. Mm-hmm. Um, I still got out of horse nails there
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um and I finished it in eight, in eight hours six
0: yeah um, that was good memory
1: good. <laughs> yeah I know I know all <laughs> my times um and that was Bernie going up, I wanted to get sub eight, I wanted to get sub eight. So the group of us had a really strong plan to train for, the, for a quicker time. Unfortunately she got injured for that, that event <laughs> close to the event, but that one was three ah, weeks before. Yeah. yeah. And so I managed ask,
0: and so you were a non-starter for one
1: I had
2: a DNF, yeah. a DNS three weeks beforehand. Yeah. The next year a DNS
1: three days beforehand. Yeah
4: anyway,
1: okay. keep going, keep going. <laughs> so that was, the, that was the first ultra I'd ever yeah. done by myself because yeah. I'd never done one, I'm, I'm directionally challenged, so even though I'd done Urabilla twice, yeah. I was absolutely panicking, not knowing where to go yeah. but that day I found I'd hit a mark and go are you talking about the effortless, someone talked about the effortless run, mm-hmm. yeah, zen running Zen running. Yeah. I hit a mark and I went jeez, that's, okay I'm well under where I should be that's alright, feeling good, hit another mark then I came through Cleveland and I saw these guys in Cleveland and they were going, you guys, you're way under where you should be. I said, oh, I'm feeling fine. Like, that's... Yeah. And that was that was the year they, they had the massive weather storm and had to reroute yeah. it and put the sting in the tail, they caught it, I put 14 k's, I think it was 1,000 metres of vert in the last 14 k. And I remember getting to that area going, don't be complacent because you are well under time, but you've got this massive climb to go. I remember getting up to... I think it was a 3k bomb down 4 and I was sitting at six hours thirty something. I went, I'm gonna break seven inch it's just like full wave of emotion. Like, oh my god, this is gonna and yeah, six fifty one and so personally that was my favourite from a personal point of view, but otherwise, probably my first fruitella was my favourite. Yeah. Just from doing one. but that was I think I came off no we got a year's training in that. I think we got about a twelve month training in that from the time I met you. Um, but yeah i that my favourite yeah.
0: How about you, Steve, what's your mm, know,
2: epic? We do, we, we've done a few epic things and mm. like Adam said with the, the actual, uh, we've done a few overnight hikes, two night hikes in the Grampians and stuff like that so wow. everything on your back That's, you know, not, not trail running per se but to be able to hike for hours pull the pack off and have literally everything that you need in that pack, set up your tent, all those sort of things is pretty cool and so we were up at, you know, we did the Razorback Ridge and um, Mount Bogong and, which is a one kilometre climb over 5k 7k 5 don't mm-hmm. recommend that with a 20 odd kilo pack in back <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd just come off of Eurabilla too I thought I was pretty fit but that hurt yeah. um, I'm a bit with Adam I think sometimes like the, the organised races are good like I think for me the North Face 50 we did the UTA before it became the UTA yeah. we drove myself and um Matt and another good running mate of ours, Brendan, um, drove all the way over to Katoomba. Oh, yeah. um, pretty good drive yeah. for the 50K and that was just epic. It was just the community, it was just great. Um, but just some of the ones you execute by yourself or outside of a comp have been good. Um, like one I did in Mambro Creek, Did um, probably shouldn't say this, but it's closed, to Mount Cavern. Followed with the Hidden Gorge Loop. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. But actually one recently I did um, just, I went up a few uh, weeks ago, went back to Fort Pirie for a, a boys weekend with some mates I grew up with. And, but the few of us went to Melrose first. And so on Friday, they and it was so good, at the if you know Melrose, there's a monument under Mount Remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. So the guys, the other two were mountain biking and I was running. So they literally just pushed me out the car. It was a bit cold, a bit rainy, and just in my head was going, alright, because I've done Mount, Remark- Mount Remarkable before, so I don't really need to stop and look at the smell of the roses, and so it's a 52 minute climb, just a constant climb if you've done it before, and it, and it's not steep, but it just doesn't relent the whole thing, and that for me is, I did the whole thing just running really nicely, it was that flow thing, and then once I got up the top, took care of a few things, <laughs> Which <laughs> I wouldn't recommend going to the top of Mount Remarkable for a while. Um, oh, that's so bad. Um, it's funny that we all know what you're talking about. Yeah, even yeah. you... oh, it's like a, like a rite of passage story, it's just horrendous. But um, the last time I've been up there, they didn't have the South Trail. Yeah. And so I thought, because it's slightly longer, but I wanted to experience that on the downhill. Yeah and just smashed it downhill and it was just, it was rocky, it was wet, it was cold but it was just epic and it was so, and so I didn't see a single soul. Hour and a half, up and down, felt like I was the only person on the mountain which is just, feels great. And then to finish it off, you get, after you finish that there's the gate where you come back in near the monument and I remember thinking I haven't looked at my watch for a long time. And I'm literally 20 minutes, 20, 20 metres before I press stop. I've looked down and rolled my ankle. Literally swore very loudly, got up, took two more paces, hit stop. I was that close. And it's just, ah, oh, because I had this grand plan of you know, running like a hero into the main street of Melrose to meet the boys, had just been yeah. just limping along, going, oh, yeah. <laughs> But that was pretty epic. That was just one of those days out where it's just like yeah. everything aligns and it was just beautiful, you know. It was just awesome. Till yes.
0: until the end. Yeah. Um, we, there, obviously, there's been no events lately. It's about how cool it is to get out. Um, Stuart, I have seen, I think it was in your Facebook, you've discovered the Nat's What I Reckon.
2: Yeah, sure I love can. Nat's What I Reckon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love them too. He's um, the best.
0: Yeah, so we've had, all had our coronavirus uh, discoveries, but... Uh, have you gotten
1: into any virtual racing there's been a lot um, no, no no it's avoided that
0: bandwagon yeah, yeah.
1: it's we've it's done and, and the irony is we we do a lot of Belair running yeah i know there's a two well a short and long yep. course mm-hmm. in Belair, but some i can't bring myself to do no, it for i don't some know reason we just don't do it <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> it's um, too, too mainstream man <laughs> <laughs> but the irony is during the corona corona break we both realize we we've both been training as much, if not more, than we are for an ultra. Yeah. And that's what's prompted us to think about a longer event. It's like, well,
4: yeah.
1: we're doing this reasonably, effortlessly, without even knowing about it. So, take advantage. And maybe, you know, because I guess
2: there has been a lot of stress in the community and stuff, but for me, I've almost felt a bit the opposite. I've been yeah. at work from home, it's pretty comfortable. Like, And I know a lot of people are suffering through it as well, but... Yeah. It just goes to show the wide gamut of experiences people are having through this time and, yeah. and I've actually found it pretty cruising, I think, we haven't, and you don't have really any restrictions anymore on when you can run yeah. because um, the, kids, the kids don't have, yeah. didn't have any school things Big or no sport. sport or anything, <laughs> weekends are wide open, any night it's like, you up for a run? Yep, cool, let's do it. Yeah. And so you can just, you just, you synchronise and there's no stress and it was, um, yeah, it's been pretty sweet
0: lives have definitely been freer time wise so I think a lot of stuff I've got after this is asking about Yarrabilla which we've already talked about a fair bit one thing I did love was um, the very deep and profound mantra that you created for last year with the hashtag get the the cartel to the start line there uh, there was some motivation it said uh, the next time you feel like quitting find a way not to somehow yeah you guys are all about <laughs> philosophy. <laughs>
2: yeah, very philosophical. Um, <laughs> did you
0: end up getting the T-shirts?
2: No, we haven't um, yet. It's the one
0: with the, the sad face and the tears?
2: Yeah, we've got <laughs> the designs. It's yeah, basically the crying skulls, which I think probably summarizes <laughs> yeah. really well.
0: But you're trying to motivate each other, and obviously you and two went in. Adam, you went in six hours twenty. Yeah. Um, John, Scott, Jan, Rachel did the twenty-eight. Yeah. So you got quite a few of the crew yeah. in. Yeah,
1: which yeah, it's really and good. It was, we had a uniform.
0: I noticed you guys had yeah. matching calf sleeves, t shirt, like everything yeah, the across the line yeah, the together. Yeah. It was the, very they,
1: sweet. the cartel did have a red top. We yeah. were going to get it emblazoned. It no, <laughs> yeah. just never got around to it. Because we? it was so mid pack and average, we just didn't <laughs> drag it around.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's why often yeah. Matt and I end up wearing similar stuff, and that's why Barry got us yeah. gets us confused yeah. all the time. But because um, going into that, um, I had the DNF in the really hot year. So th- and that was one of those. Like you said, you, you sort of got seen by the nurse after you'd had the meltdown. I was, I'd cli- I managed to climb out of horse now. Adam wasn't running it, but he joined us before horse now, and you can get through horse. And I'm like, seriously, I'm not feeling great. It, before I actually started, you remember I'd actually had tests around because my breathing wasn't right, and I had tests and all this sort of stuff. And I look back and I think it was actually anxiety through life and everything else, and it really weighed on me. And so I got to the end of horsenell and I was sort of propping myself up somehow and the course nurse happened to be there and you're right you don't look so good yeah i'm not great so pulled out um i think after that did we do the north face after that we because that was from the 40th yeah right. we had a yeah. year off here of then yeah. went, went to north Face in May. so i think we we did actually persecute ourselves a year after the dnf the one
0: where you guys joked about they didn't even check your mandatory gear
2: after having yeah. to carry it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we had these new packs, just stuffed with oh, crap. Yeah. And you're just like about 15 liters into an 8 liter pack. Yeah. <laughs> so we did. Oh, that's right. We, we volunteered. really? Yes. The year after that. So we, yes. we did. We did, we did the Yeah. So we did yeah. McElliots. Oh, yeah. The thing that I loved about the North Face, and it didn't seem to do too much here, is that you're running along and six. Someone goes, "Come on, Stuart!" And what? Like, How does someone know who I am? Of course, you're just reading your bib, right? But it didn't seem to do it much here. So when we manned Mugellis, so because it was before the switchbacks were there, and so people were coming up that horrible old climb, but it's dead, so you can read the bibs. And so we were just yelling out names and all sorts of stuff. And it was like, "Yeah, what the hell's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> so we put a bit of fun into it that way. It was a fun day. Almost had that much fun doing it, volunteering as running it. It was yeah. a really good day. Because I think we had our daughters there as well, yeah. and they they loved it. Um, so I did that. And then as we mentioned earlier, um, great block of training, three weeks before Yorubilla tore a calf. And then next time I trained for it, really good block of training, three days before Yorubilla, the last run. I had actually heard it a little bit the week before, and it was one of those ride right or die moments, and bang, just snapped 500 meters into a run, just clearly just went ping. So that was pretty bad, And. I had a pretty, pretty long, lengthy pity party about that one, yeah, but then a, one. a few life things happened, and um, sort of out of loss came a, a bit of a wake-up call to start thinking about. And there's a there's a guy um, who does a website called Semi Red, guy mm-hmm. called Brendan Leonard. Have you? No. He's no. actually he actually did I think the best running video ever mm-hmm. called yeah. How to Run 100 Miles. Yeah, okay. So see him that and that mate, a mate. Right. So yeah. They are distinctly mid-packed. Anything
0: we mention I link in the show notes. So oh yeah. Yeah, I'll put so in. So
2: it's, yeah. it's probably the best running video I've ever seen. They are mid-packed to the nth degree. In, in but the there's so mid-pack. many
3: life stories Yeah, And it's
2: inspiring. And Brendan himself is a former addict. Um, he's actually a very funny guy. Does a lot of running. He's often said he hates running but he loves running. And he's got this really good um, website, and he does a lot of image, uh, like a lot of diagrams and stuff. So I'd really recommend having a look at it. A lot of good philosophy, really simple stuff. Um, and one of the things in there was like we always worry about and get anxiety because he's always rapid with anxiety. He's one of these guys, and about things we can't do. And and, and so we we've made excuses. You know, I'm 6one I'm ninety two kilos. There's many reasons why I shouldn't be doing this sort of stuff. I'm too big. It's too hard on the joints with this sort of stuff. He said, just think about, what if you could actually do it? What if it works? Yeah. What if you actually have the day out? What if you actually get through it? And what's the worst thing that happen if it doesn't? So suddenly it was like, you know, a few other things happened in life last year. And it was like, all right, Matt, want to do your abilities. Like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and so like similar again this year is like, we're doing this stuff and said, why don't we just give Heysen a notch? We've never done yeah. 100. I've always talked about it, so why not? Let's <laughs> have a crack. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, let's do it.
0: Yeah, do it. Um, I mean, that's always my last question is, uh, you know, what events do you have lined up? But it sounds like, well, A, there's not many on the calendar anyway, but B, Heisen. Yeah, Heysen's a go. Yeah, um, we're all in Heysen, nice,
1: aren't we? Yeah, Yeah. Adam, I think,
0: yep. in, Adam, yep, I think yep. you just got told you're in. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in for a...
2: Yep. Uh, belt buckle. <laughs> And funny, um, so, so John. 16, in- 16 hours?
3: 16 hours, yeah.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So I reckon you do fasting. Right? Yeah, I reckon you go. I went
0: in though. thinking, I had no idea. I could do 18 hours, I hope, and then secretly I was thinking 17, but I didn't dare say it to anyone, and I got 16 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So but I could, you're than right? Yeah, okay. no. I, I
3: just. I think it would be good to have the camaraderie through the day, and then you just sort of have people meet you. You know, so, it's not going to be with us, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, if you're with that us, you having a bad One of the guys... Uh, no uh, offence. We <laughs> run with <laughs> uh, Yarn. Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, I reckon we can do this in so. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> 12. There you go, uh, yeah. 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 Well, looking at your Villa time, I don't know, it's somewhere between 14 and
0: 15. And
2: that yeah. was off I'm not much training just quietly as well. So, ah, But all jokes yeah, aside, Adam is the most smoothest, efficient runner it's mm-hmm. a thing to see it's it's, yeah. uh, it's a beautiful yeah. thing to see <laughs> except for the T-Rex yeah. arms t alright
0: so 105k is it on your calendar
1: yeah, yeah. use uh, uh, Yorribilla yeah. as a training run this year maybe yeah. yeah
0: that's the theory
1: I've
2: heard it's
0: a good idea yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't forget you've got to do Yorribilla two weeks before two weeks before, before. Uh, at
1: yeah. uh, night that's hardcore. That that's be yeah. standard
2: training by then 50k's every weekend yeah <laughs> I think I'd love to do the UTA 100
3: yes, yeah so doing the 50 I'd love yeah. to go back but I'd also love to do the Wonderland yeah, well, Wonderland. Because we've done the walk yep. and we know the terrain. I went last year or the year before yeah. and just did one of my own runs. One of the best runs I've done is a 25 kilometer run through the Wonderland area through the Grampians, and then another one called Biggs Bluff, yeah. and that's outside of the Grampians. Once again, you're totally alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and isolated but yeah those those types of events would be great UTMB um, but I'd like to do it with a group of guys go big or go home
4: yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> no but no, but do it over three days okay yeah, and, then awesome. can, and being sleep not overnight because you can go from um, hut to hut yeah and when yeah. we say hut they're like shallows yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah
3: and you know you take a lightweight sleeping bag and uh, that's food that's provisions
1: great. run too many photos to take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, for me ultimately I'd like I said to set you on the run today, I'd love to do a road marathon. Not yeah. probably not this year because of Heist and training, but one day, ticket off.
0: Yeah.
1: Just to say I've done it.
0: It's one of those things, isn't it, that we like you're saying before we in this sport we tend to jump past what people see as the typical um, stepping stones. Yeah. Just kinda yeah
2: yeah and that's the (laughs) thing there's there's no path there's no magical formula there's just you gotta uh, find what works and guess what as soon as you find what works it changes
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) got it written down somewhere um there's something about one of you described trail running as a sport for life like it's you know events are events are great but it's a sport for life
2: and that so, is, yeah, and that's that's the that's my favourite response. To someone goes, uh, "What are you training for? Life." as yeah. <laughs> <laughs> simple as that. You know, yeah. like, yeah. I don't really have to have a. Like Matt said, it, it is good to have that carrot where you can go towards. But for me, it's just I'd, I'd love it. I'd, it's like it's like breathing, really. It's just yeah. like you just
4: yeah.
2: it's, It keeps yeah. us sane, and, and and you look at what we do. If you're not training for something, you're out there three or four times a week. You're running long distances, and it doesn't seem to have rhyme or reason. But it's. Um, so many things that you know we, we just let it out
4: yeah. Yeah, and,
1: it's that's, and that's a reason in itself yeah. I say to people all the time you don't want to know Matt who doesn't run because <laughs> yeah. it's not a very pleasant person <laughs> you know during injuries or whatever and your uh, periods yeah. of time we are uh, yeah. it's yeah it's a, mm. it's a different psyche yeah
0: um, well thank you guys so much for your time for the run this evening and the, the beer and the yeah it's no been worries. really great oh, thank you um so yeah, good luck with your heist and attempts. We'll see you out there. Not attempt, your completion.
1: We'll see you there. Yeah, I'll
0: be I'll be out there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. and my plan is to actually stay for the campfire this year. <laughs> yeah, so
2: That's
0: my sole plan. <laughs> that used to
2: be our our goals at finishing a um, an ultra were to be able to have beers after. Yes. Because the first couple yeah. I did, I was that badly just destroyed wow. couldn't even think about it. But when we did the Hubert the
0: I oh, yeah, well, It was the meant to be a 50
2: did... miler, but we didn't yeah. get to St. Mary's in time, so we missed the cut-off and we okay. did oh, 70Ks. Yeah. Okay. And, and 70, I, I did yeah.
3: about 50Ks, <laughs> uh, which was the 35K. Get... <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, I was
0: going to ask, did you guys get lost in the Linders air? Because I, I think some people around, on the initial bits got lost a lot. I
3: did. In the first year, we that was the only time we did it, and I was... Geographically embarrassed by about oh eight kilometers, nine kilometers. Yeah. I think
1: and that's that's rare for you too. It is very rare. <laughs> we didn't get. It was lost. more pride yeah. than anything that got me lost. Yeah. We I don't think we ever went off track, but we did have pockets where it took 15 minutes to find where we needed to go. Yeah, probably two or three times. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. We Especially
2: lo- that one looking for the. the bomb there and we get lost and but... <laughs> then there's a problem. But there was one where it did that.
3: Yeah, and yeah. we just couldn't work it out. Yeah, oh, that yeah. took us a good. That was after you go through that gorge. Yeah, and you're running they're, through yeah. the gorge, and then suddenly you had to take this deviation to yeah. the left.
1: I went straight. Yeah, I think we did too. We got to an area where we didn't recognize on the uh, app. You know, well, I, I wasn't they, using I an, an app, I was using a, a little piece of paper oh,
3: and, the printed, and uh, notes. printed notes, oh, and they yeah. got all soggy. we oh, went uh, <laughs> back
2: country or whatever it's called. We're yeah, yeah. I had to have the technology but it actually felt pretty cool because we were like pioneers that year, first yeah. one out, I was actually number one too, yeah. I got yeah. the BIM number one too. Hey. I'm like that's embarrassing because it's like I'm just going to get destroyed, I'm not, yeah, anyway, it was a good fun though. <laughs> number one, I think officially I came last, although
1: officially it was the longest you've ever run, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah 10 and hours, still is, yeah, yeah. still yeah. is the longest I've ever run, 72 yeah. yeah. k's, 10 hours
0: to breaking that record this year. Mm, I'm
1: right. Absolutely. We'll yeah.
3: definitely or, see, that yeah, you. <laughs> nice, see you out there. Yep, thank you. Nice, thank
0: you.
3: See you later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.